0: Beholding by the next Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis is Mishnah of Gimel. And here we have a second Mishnah also telling us the wisdom of Hillel Azokan, as opposed to the previous Tanay which one Mishnah was allocated to each Tanah. By Hillel Azokan, we have a number of Mishnahs. So the first teaching of Hillel we saw to be a Talmud of Aaron, to love, feast, and bring people closer to Torah. And we really saw what that was something specific to Hiddel's life and why that was the teaching as the Nasi that he taught us. And now we have to look at the next Mishnah and we have to understand why this Mishnah is also something which was specifically taught to us by Hiddel as And also it seems to be very different to the Mishnah we done previously. What's the connection of this Mishnah to the teachings of Hedel? What's also interesting is that it's an exception to the most of the Mishnais in Shas and definitely most of the Mishnais in Perikoavis were written in national HaKodesh. And this is a very rare exception of a Mishnah which was written in Aramaic. And that needs explanation too. So let's, let's, let's first look at the Mishnah. And afterwards, Be'er's Hashem, we'll see how the morale explains it. So the Mishnah says, Who are you? He, Hill used to say, Negid Shema Avad Shemei. The way that Mufashim will explain it, is a person who wants his name to spread. would like to spread out. So to continue, Avaj he'll lose his name. Udala a person who doesn't increase. Yasif will be gathered in. Udala Yalif, a person who doesn't learn. Then Qetala is Chayim Misa. Ishtamish if a person uses the crown. khalaf, he'll leave the world. So it seems to be warning us of the consequences of what all the things a person could do wrong. Now once again, why is this something which is unique to Hillel? And what's the connection between the various points in the mission? So let's first see the moral. It gives quite a lengthy introduction to the concept. And Bezashim will add a bit to it afterwards. So he talks about people, already we said before, a person who is in a position of leadership. and In the previous Mishnah we learned about how a person is meant to utilize leadership as a way to makarif people or bring them closer to terror and now we're talking about the reverse. And therefore the moral continues and it says, the Mishnah of Nagit Shema Avad Shmei A person who wants so to speak his reputation to spread will lose it. So what does the Mishnah mean? He brings the Rambam, Barambam Piresh a person is trying to increase his popularity, spread his name, so to speak. So somebody like that. So what's going to happen is avad shmei. a should know His memory will be forgotten. Just like the pasuk says that before a person has a shaver, has a crash, so to speak. Is his pride, or well, as I said in English, pride comes before a fall in St. Basilica Mishle. So, the same thing over here a person who's trying to promote himself is really precipitating his own downfall. V.E.R.A. Ki pirish nagid shema vaj shemae, the Maharaj explains the words of the Mishle now. Ki asro nikris nagid, kamo nagid amim kum makum. A nugget is a leader, and therefore nagid shema, a person who wants to make himself a leader. He wants his authority to continue. But it's not a name which is going to remain with him. In other words, the power or the popularity won't remain with him. Because that's to, the fact that a person is trying to promote himself is going to cause his name to get lost, which means his popularity to get lost. It's going to cause a That's a statement of the Gemara, and it says that power buries those who have the power. So there's something negative about it. Now, why does it change the words from Negid Shema, Shema, with an Aleph, to Avad with the Yud Vav? Shema means a name. Shemay means his name. So explains it doesn't say the same in both. Negid Shema, Avad Shema. So a person whose name is his authority, is not his name, it's a name he wants to assume for himself, it doesn't belong to him. Uh, really the name he's going to get is the name of the loss of that power, but that's what he's going to remain with. That's the first explanation the Maharaj gives. And that's why he says, The person who's trying to be an authority will lose his reputation by, by trying to promote himself. That's he It shouldn't be called. The person who wants power. That he's a leader, he's a person in control. So She'll continue. Because rather, the most more likely is that the sorrow, the power, will cause his name to get lost. We're given the same sorrow of And therefore, he's not going to be remain with the name of the leader because he's going to lose that leadership. Right. That's the girsu we have. He also brings the maror. another girsa which both are written with an aleph, but it's the same idea. And that is that a person who is interested in promoting himself is going to lose his reputation is going to lose the name he wants, he's trying to, he's trying to uh, develop. So that's just an introduction to the mission. And what Hill is saying is that power buries those in power. Why is it like that? So now the morale is coming to explain. But now before the explanation of morale, let's just give a bit of an explanation of our own. And that is, we see that the Mishnah is painting for us a contrast between something which on the one hand can be beneficial to a person and can be a source of life and a source of kayakh, a source of chiyos for them. And at the same time, the same thing could be misused. And then rather than rather than being a source of bracha and life of the person, it itself leads to his undoing. If I had to give a marshal for that, If we were ask the question, is water good for a plant? So the answer is, in principle, water is good for a plant. Not only that, a plant needs water to live. A plant which is deprived of water, there's no nutrients, is going to die. On the other hand, too much water is going to flood the plant. And so therefore, of course, something which is good, is good in a certain amount, in a certain share, more than that is not necessarily good, and it can actually be bad. And that's really the contrast of our mission as well. Something which, in the right proportion, is a source of bracha, but when misused or overused, can, instead of that, become something which is negative. So, let's first talk about this concept of being in a position of authority. In a position when it is over other people. Is that something which is likely to increase a person's bracha or the opposite? So, I'll start the discussion with an interesting chib of Einstein. Haeinzel. Einstein is asked the question by somebody who introduces himself as saying that he has a family of two children, a boy and a girl, and as far as the Shulchan Aruch therefore is concerned, he's fulfilled the myth of having children. He has a boy and a girl. And he's saying right now, financially, he's able to comfortably support his son and his daughter. And he wants to know, is he obligated to have more children, whereas he sees it as being something which will be difficult for him financially. And Ramosha writes back to him a very sharp-worded answer. And to paraphrase what Ramosha says to him is basically that asking such a question shows a lack of understanding of a munna. Why? Because we know that HaKadosh Baruch provides for everybody. Hashem is... Every person Hashem creates, Hashem sustains as well. Except, and sometimes Hashem doesn't have a way to give the sustenance that He expected to give to somebody to them directly. They aren't at a stage they're able to take it or to use it or to help themselves. And if that's the case, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to send what's meant for this person through somebody else who's going to use it on their behalf. And to say that in simpler words, of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to sustain children. And of course the what's necessary to bring up a child, Hashem is going to provide, and that's not taking away from what the parents are meant to get. If Hashem wants the child to live and the child should have food, the child should have sustenance, then that's going to be something separate, which Akadosh Baruch Hu gives the child what he needs for himself. Except the child's not in a position to receive from Hashem. He doesn't have a way to get sustenance or to get money, whatever it's going to be. He definitely doesn't have a way to look after himself. And if that's the case, what Akadosh Baruch Hu wants to give the child, he's going to have to channel through the parents. Since they're, the, so to speak, the conduit through which the child's going to receive everything the child needs. So Hashem is going to channel through the parents what's necessary for the child. And therefore, the one who gives life gives sustenance. And so when a person has children, Hashem is now going to use them as the means to sustain those children. Hashem will give the parents extra. That's the basic principle that Moshe finds and says in his answer. And never to think that right now I can... Support two children, but I wouldn't be able to support more, is a mistake. When there will be more children, Hashem will find a way to support them too. But the point we want to learn from this is the way Hashem is going to support those children is by their parents. They are now acting as the channel through which Shafi is going to flow to the children. And if a person is responsible for others, so then what's necessary for them goes through him. And we spoke about a parent and a child, it can be on a much bigger scale as well. It can be on a much bigger scale as well. And uh, if a person is responsible for others, so I mean, what they meant to get will come through him. Akiva like, famously spoke about uh, giving stalker And if a person is wealthy, and he understands that I'm the channel through which Hashem can send the sustenance which is needed for thy need, so then he's going to get more. You know, stalker makes the person wealthy. He's going to get more, because he's now being used as the channel to support others. And the more a person is in the position of so to speak, authority over others, so the more the Shepha which is meant for them is going to go through it. So if we talk about the ultimate example, the King, so of course the shepherd for the nation goes via the King. So in that way we see that the person in authority really is able to receive more shepherd really they go because everything is going to go via them and therefore being in the more position of authority should be a reason to receive more, just like a parent of more children, so Hashem has to give him more to feed so many more children, so too a person is responsible for so many more other people, Hashem should send via him so much more for all the other people who are under his direction or under his uh, responsibility, and if that's the case, we would say that srara is a good thing, in other words a person who is more in control or more responsible is entitled to more. And that's why we gave the example before. Because in the principle that's true. In the principle that's true, that, like anything which we said, in the wrong proportion can be negative. So same thing over here. There's the possibility of Sura being negative. There's the possibility of the authority being negative, and then rather than being used as as something which will increase what a person gets, it's going to do the opposite and it's going to decrease what the person gets to the extent that the Gemara says, it. it's a Gemara that the Mara quoted before, it wasn't not just that a person won't get more life, but it will even bury the person who has it, which means it will take away from the life that he was meant to get. So, why would it do that? So, that's what the Mara explains The negative side of authority says, the reason why power buries those who have it because really the person receives from Hashem and if a person is in a position of more responsibility mm-hmm. so then he needs to receive more from Hashem because really the source of everything is Hashem. Okay. Why? He is the source of life and he is the one who who's, who's, who so to speak gives life to all the Nimtzaim, to everything which exists. And if that's the case, if a person wants to receive from Hashem, he has to make himself the mekabel, the one who's able to receive. And especially if he wants to receive more, so he has to make himself more of a mekabel. He's in more of a position to receive. But a person who feels himself to be in power, and therefore he attributes his ability or what he has to himself, he feels I'm ruling other people. He's not making himself someone who can receive. He puts himself in a position where he is ruling over others. So now by making himself somebody who he feels has power on his own right, rather than somebody has to receive from Hashem, so that becomes a factor for him to lose what he's getting from Hashem. Because what's the right way to receive from Hashem is for a person to see himself as a recipient. And that way he he primes himself. He allows himself to receive from Hashem. That needs a certain humility. A person who feels this is mine, I'm in control, it belongs to me. So that becomes an attitude which precludes him being able to receive from Hashem. A person, even a person who is just, who is receiving more from Hashem, so it's more, even more is expected of him to realize that submission, to realize that he's more dependent on Hashem than even on other people. Hashem is considered the source of chaim. It's like a source, like a spring, as a source of water, which is always bringing up water. So we say Hashem is the Makar HaKhaim, which means He's the source. And when He's the source means there isn't another source. And therefore, even if a person is the one who's giving to others, it's not because He's the source. It's because He's a, a step in the process which He's being given to give to others. And not that He has, so to speak, within Himself a source. Only Hashem is that Makar Means as powerful as he is, he still has to emphasize to himself that he's still a recipient. And therefore, and therefore, the more great he is, and the more he's receiving from Hashem, the more he has to be himself, he has to humble himself in order to receive from Hashem whereas the person takes the attitude of I'm in control, I'm the ruler, I'm the one with the power, so he's not putting himself in a position of being submissive. exactly the opposite and therefore he's not which means he doesn't deserve life. Now this is an important point we don't find that therefore it's a general rule since the Gemara says Rabanus, which means authority, buries does have it? That we tell everybody: Don't become a rough Don't take leadership. On the contrary, a good leader gets more. He becomes the source through which the whole Klai Israel gets. And if you want an example of that, let's look at Yosef. Yosef Atzadi was the prime example of this of this mitzvah, because Yosef was put in a position where the keys to the entire food supply of the world were in his hands. All the all the stor- stores and uh, granaries and that Mitzrayim collected the food under the authority of Yosef, and the whole world needed Yosef. They all had to come buy food from him. So really, Yosef was the richest man in the world. He had all the money, he had all the food. Now, Yosef understood, and that's what he tells the brothers, that the reason I was put in this position was as a means to sustain you. Because there's going to be a famine, and Hashem sent me ahead of you to be the one to sustain you. That's the correct approach. That's the correct approach. That a person sees that as much as he has, it's entrusted to him in order to give to those who need it. And because he's in a position of power over them, he is the channel that Hashem uses to give to everybody underneath him. That's the correct approach to shafa And like we saw, that's the way that a person can ensure they won't lose their Shaffa. Like the Kavad says, if a person gives Saka, Hashem will give him more. And the reason is, if a person shows that he's a good administrator of the funds, Hashem is the positive with him, and Hashem is willing to invest more in him. So what's the negative side of Sera, which the pastor is talking about, and uh, that it says it buries those who have it. And the fascinating thing is that the example for that is also Yosef Atzayik. When the Gemara says in Psachim that authority buries those who have it, what's the Gemara's proof? The Gemara says, you see, Yosef was one of the youngest of the Shvatim and he died before his brothers, which means he lived less than all the brothers. So you see that he died younger because he was in power. So we just use Joseph as the example of somebody who understood that even if I'm in control, it's only being used as a way to distribute what Hashem wants. Why would Joseph suffer, so to speak, from losing Chios because of his being in power? And the answer is, it's referring to a different period in Joseph's life. And that is the pair before Yosef revealed himself to his brothers. And the pair before Yosef revealed himself to his brothers, then he acted like the The brothers come down to Mitzrayim and Yosef refuses to give them food. And they ask, can I take food to Knara? and Yosef makes conditions? I'm only going to give you food if you bring Binyamin, if you do this, if you do that. Which means, Yosef is taking the attitude of the person in control, this food is mine, I'm deciding whether to give it to you and I'm setting the conditions. It's not the Yosef who says, HaKadosh Baruch made me the one to give you what he was really meant to be for you. Because if that's the case, then you aren't the owner. You aren't the balabais. You aren't the one who can make the terms and conditions and decide who to give and who not to give. And that's, that period of, when Yosef was acting as the harsh and uh, demanding ruler, that was the srorah, which is a surah which is something which buries its owners because that's acting as if a person feels what well, I have his mind and if it's mine I can make the terms and conditions and it's mine that it belongs to me and that makes the person stop seeing that he himself is a recipient and what he has isn't his own it's entrusted to him to use but it's not his own now Yosef had good reason for what he did he wasn't trying just to show authority over his brothers as we know Yosef was trying to teach them a lesson but nevertheless, the means he used was employing the negative side of throwing the side which a person demonstrates himself as this belongs to me, this is mine, I decide, and that's something which precludes a person being able to receive from Hashem, because you know he's not acting in, in the in the mindset of this belongs to Hashem and I'm distributing on His behalf. On the contrary, now it's in the category of this belongs to me and mm-hmm. I'm deciding what to do with it that's how we said that power has two sides to it. It can be used positively, like David HaMelech, who became the source of Shefa for the whole Jewish people. Like Yosef HaTzadek, who the rest of his life, acted as the one who was there to support the rest of the world, acknowledging that Hashem put him in the position to do the job, or stroking a negative side, and that is that same and that same, um, lages, that same um, um, influence and that same bracha that Hashem has given a person can cause them to feel that it's theirs. And once a person feels something is theirs, and they don't feel that they're a recipient from Hashem, then they're really detaching themselves from that makar, from that source. And the source which we said previously is uh, what the ability one has to receive from Hashem, is a source. And in a of sorrow, becomes a bad thing. That's the first part of the Mishnah. Now, the next part of the mission, we'll say outside first, the same idea applies to Torah. Torah is also a connection to chios, to life, to spirituality. But here also, there's a two sides to it, which means there's something which is beneficial and there's something which is harmful. On the one side, the, folk, the mission says later in the prayer as well, marabi Torah, marabi chayim. More Torah means more life. And the more a person learns Torah, so the more it's going to, it's going to add to their life. So that's on the one side. And on the, if without Torah, so then a the person has less of a connection to life, which is the first part of what the next phrase now Mishnah that it says the If a person doesn't increase his Torah, then he's going to be gathered. It's going to be taken away from what he has. It's because more more Torah means more life. More life means more Torah. And on the other hand, the mission says at the end, if a person wants to use the Torah that he's uh, amassed for his own benefit, then that Torah becomes negative. And that's khalaf, that's a reason for him to passed away. So here we see, we still have to explain it with the two sides of the picture are about Torah, but we see the same idea. And there's something which, on the one hand, is a connection to life, and the more one has, the more life force they have. On the other hand, when a person takes it and uses it, or considers it something for himself, so then it becomes something negative and causes him to lose that connection to life. <laughs> Let's see the miracle. He says, "A with the and a person who doesn't increase, he gets taken away from him." Through a person connected to a is We've been out it many times. The Torah, as we saw, is the source of connection to life. It's the source of life. Whereas a person thinks this is his own and therefore detaches him from a connection to Hashem and, in consequence, is a connection to life, the Torah is a connection to Hashem and therefore a connection to life as well. The person doesn't increase his Torah learning he yes, will if he gets taken away from him. With the law if a person doesn't learn at all, he deserves to die. Pirush im there's If a person doesn't increase his 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 application to learning Torah, he going to die young. This is a story which the morale says in many many places. And that is, a person on the physical level is something which by definition is which means it's something which is by by definition not something which is going to continue forever. It's something intrinsically, so to speak, missing by a person, like by everything physical. But a fikach, if a person wants to give himself khyus he has to build something which is going to create a connection. It's not there automatically. And for that a person has the Torah. And the connection to Torah is what connects the person to Chaim. And therefore it's only through his connection to Torah that a person is to that connection to that. Besides the fact that the Torah itself is, a, so to speak, a connection to life. Life isn't a physical thing, life is a spiritual thing. A person is a physical body, and by definition a physical body doesn't necessarily have a life force. It has something which has to be attached to it. just like Hashem blew to a person in the Shama. So there has to be a connection to the life force which is spiritual within the person. The Torah does that job. The Torah makes that connection within the person, or makes the connection stronger, but really it's a connection to Hashem. And like we said before, he's the Makar, he's the source. And Torah is the means which makes the connection between a person and the source of Khyus. But and that's how the moral explains, a person doesn't increase his tarah, will die Why he's not he doesn't add. it's not like he doesn't add anything, he goes to a daily shia. But he doesn't apply himself more. He doesn't use his ability to magbir, which means to make the seichel stronger than the choimer. So that's the case. Now, as a person goes through life, so they need more and more life. It's not a given that when a person has life, so he continues to live person needs more. And to match that, a person has to increase his commitment to Torah as well. And if a person doesn't do that, it would be similar to, let's say, an adult living with the body of a child. A child's heart is strong enough to pump blood through a child's body. If it's an adult and uh, the blood is to travel around a bigger body, it needs a stronger heartbeat. And the same thing over here. A person's connection to Chios is based on his stage. And as a person grows and needs more, so he has to increase his Torah in a commensurate level. And if not, just like the person has the heart of a baby and the body of an adult, it will give up, it can't do the job, it will die young. So, same thing, if a person doesn't increase his Torah learning to be on a par with what the Chios he needs, it's going to fall short of providing the Chios that the person needs, and that's why it says he'll die young. And as opposed to the person who doesn't learn at all then he deserves to die right away, not even at a young age. Why? Because he has no connection to life. By having no connection to Torah, so then a person really has no connection to life and he's going to cause himself to die. Right. That's the that's the next two lines of the Mishnah. Moral just brings the Gemara which backs us up. The Gemara in Shabbos which says and Noget, we said before, is a ruler. And why is the Torah like a ruler? Because man, Noget, there, yesh biyod the hamisulahachyais After every Torah, yesh biyod al-hamisulahachyais. Just like rulers can pass judgment in capital cases, the Torah can do that as well. Which means the Torah dictates who lives and who dies. We're not talking about punishment now. Rather, it's a question of connection to Torah. That, that, that's the medium with, through which a person is given more life. Or is disconnected from Torah, in which case he has less of a connection to life. Right. So that's the first part of the Mishnah. And in the next year we'll see the balance of Torah. How, on the one hand, not learning or not learning enough can cause a person to die, and on the other hand, using the Torah that a person learned with stamish patago, making use of the Quran, can have the same harmful consequence. We'll have to see there also how this balance works. It's like to went out why this Mishnah was written in Aramaic. We'll see about the show in the next year.